when you're ready, give us a lovely intro to Cheap Show. Oh, what a lovely, lovely day it is. Here we are. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the House of Pickles. My name's Eli Silverman, and here's your lovely co-host for what is going to be an absolutely splendiferous Cheap show. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep my shit together. It's Paul Gannon, everybody. That was way too loud. Hello, you lovely, lovely people. What a lovely day it is. It's very sunny. It's quite humid. Why are you talking like you're doing fucking Benjamin Rabbit's you Greatest told Adventure? You to make it lovely, Paul. Yeah, but maybe jolly. Maybe go for, hello, boys and girls. Okay. I want, you know, All spunk. Right. Okay. Give me spunk. Hello everybody, it's a lovely day here in the House of Pickles. I'm Eli Silverman. You're going to have a brilliant, brilliant, lovely cheap show episode coming up right now. And here's your co-host, some say he's lovely, it's Paul Gannon. Hello boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen everywhere. Welcome to the loveliest podcast in the whole world. Why, it's your favourite pod and mine, it's Cheap Show. <laughs> Hello, how, how, what a lovely day. You're freaking me out. That's, isn't it a lovely day, though, today? It is a lovely day, yes. And what are we doing? We're in the House of Pickles recording an episode of Cheap Show. The House of Pickles, a.k.a. Eli's Sweaty Meat Locker. Oh, God, mate. Yeah, I'll clean it, give it a clean-up, and we're ready to go. It's yeah, like a professional but, radio studio yeah, but in here. Your clean-up is like washing away some sick with another type of sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, it's good. Sicko. It's good brand, brand sick-removing sick. Yeah? Yeah. Sick be gone. Sick be gone. It's it like as pouring, good as sicko. Is it like pouring white wine on red wine to get rid of a stain? Yeah. Is that the trick? White wine on red wine? It's all crap. Is it? Yeah, you put salt on red wine, don't you? Because it absorbs yeah. it. Yeah. I thought that was slugs. You put salt on slugs and on red wine. Well, that's stains. just confusing. You also put it on food. F- things slugs? Ha- yeah, things... Not fucking slugs. Don't be <laughs> facetious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the humour's really... Got off to a galloping we start. We're on fire, mate. Okay, so I'm on fire. You're on fire. Let's keep the fire burning. This this house is on fire. This house of pickles is no, on mate, fire. It's sitting in this room. It's like I don't know, like a sci-fi novel. And I've been swallowed by a beast, and I'm in its belly. And I think that's bad. But then I know there are creatures living in this beast's belly that will also hunt me for sport and feast upon me. Wow! Because they've been down there for years, like me. And you can't. You can only just hear them in the distance, no. rumbling around. And every now and then, I can hear its digestion. <laughs> You know, that kind of sound. And that's what it's like being in the House of Pickles bedroom. It is like, very much like being in the Sarlacc pit. Thank you. So, what have we got coming oh, up on the Boba show? Fett. <laughs> All right, Bobber. Bobber didn't... Okay, the Sarlacc pit is the digestive yeah. sand dune. Boba Fett is the shittest Star Wars character in the world. Oh, and yet he God. is so loved. Bit of pop what, culture what on Cheap Show. What did he do? What What did he do? He turned up, looked cool, and then missed, didn't he? He did. He failed to shoot someone. Got and shot or something. Fell off the back of a f- airboat into the belly of a monster. I don't think. I think what it is, is he. the fans just loved him, didn't they? And, and they, they elevated him. him. Yeah. And then he led to... Django Fett. No, the Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Because that's all about his backstory, isn't well, That's it? what I mean. Django Fett is Boba Fett's yeah. father, who right. looks exactly the same, and Boba yeah. gets to see Obi-Wan. And then they make an army of Boba Mate. Fett's, and it's like, I cannot actually bring my eyes to watch this film. It's no. so boring. It's painful. It's the most boring thing. It's like, literally, you, you could be on 
methamphetamine and fall asleep watching that film. <laughs> yeah. Let's try that out on our next cheap show. Oh, yeah, no, let's just do some meth. Attack of the meth. Let's just fuck the Star Wars. Let's just fucking... Star Wars? <laughs> That's more political, I'll take isn't it? <laughs> Unless you meant Robert Zadar, the actor. I don't know Maniac what I meant. Cop. You're getting all blah, 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 blah. So, look. What's, what have we got coming up well, on the show, Paul? Well, we've got lots of lovely things coming up on the show. This is a bit ad hoc, this one, because we've got epi- we've, we've got another episode well, coming this up. this one's a bit ad hoc. I know, a bit more than usual. Shut your fucking face, motherfucker. Right. Well. A misinformed approach at improv comedy from yeah. two guys who, let's be honest, we're not that good at it. I'll speak for yourself. I was theoretically speaking more about you. Oh, you're saying I'm shit at it. Yes. You are not great at improv. Fucking hell, man. You're not. I mean, I'm not saying I'm brilliant. I'm saying... I'm better than you. You're not. And that's barely... Oh, come on. Right. We're going to have an improv off. Go on. Hit me with it. Give me a scenario. Submarine. No, I'm doing the sound effects. Already you're blocking me like a prick. I didn't know you were going to be in this. I said to Jesse... I did just started doing the sound effects. Of course I'm going to be in it. But I thought you were setting the scene. Yeah, so why can't... Sorry, okay. Captain. Yes. We've got a problem. What is the problem? There seems to be some kind of giant squid. Let's stop it. <laughs> you can't your powers going along with that. Go on, giant squid. Giant squid attacking the hull. Right. What weapons do we have left after our battle with the Russians? Well, let's see. We have rifles. Not yep. much use not, underwater. No, they're not going to um, do well. Flamethrower doesn't really not, work down here either. We've got loads weapons. of those. We've yeah. got shitloads of flamethrowers. We've overstocked on those, to be honest. Should have gotten uh, the... Uh, the torpedoes. Yeah. Yeah. They but were no. two for one as well. They're just sexier looking, the flamethrowers. Yeah, I love love aliens. So yeah. yeah, I thought I was going to be like aliens down here. It wasn't. Irony. It's more like a giant fucking squid attacking the Well, hole. what can we do then? Dooch! Dooch! I'm doing the radar. I know. It's getting closer. Dooch! Right. I've shat myself! <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh no. I've shat all over the place! <laughs> oh no, Mr. Silverman, no. Oh, it's a big one. Right, let's crack on with the show. Okay. So this is the new part of the show I like to call Bigum Peace Pipe Pow Wow um, Friendship Time. Mm. <laughs> what, what? You could you could sort what? of rethink that. Why? Because it's slightly... Uh, what? I don't know how to put this. It's totally racist. <laughs> it's not that it's, racist, it is it? It is. You're kind of mocking the way that the Native American people didn't used to speak. Oh. I just thought what we do is we have an exchange of 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 gifts today. So I give you something I found or yeah. bought at a charity shop. How about this, Paul? Me giving you this. Oh, <laughs> we call it that. What? That sounds like Chinese man now. I so know that's that racist. was taking the piss out of your backward. I just think you didn't need to pull your eyes back when you did that impression. I and didn't I thought, do that. Yes, he did, ladies and gentlemen. He pulled his eyes back and. Yeah, don't just don't go there. Yeah, I think you should stop. All right, I probably should actually. So let's think of another name. I have something pretty racist lined up for that. Me casa su casa. How about that? Me casa su casa. Mikasa Usukasa. Yeah, whatever. The Italians can take it. So. <laughs> <laughs> we need the theme tune for it. So let's, me, no, let's not have that. Okay, fine. That's okay. Yeah? Yeah, so do it just one more time cleanly. <laughs> <laughs> just cleanly. What is this? What's it called again? Mikasa Sukasa. Good, and in what in this new section, yeah. we... we uh, we have a little gift for each other. Yes, we do. Something that we found in a charity shop or, I don't know, on a bin. Or for or, free. Or somewhere. for free. Yeah. And we thought, Eli like that. Or Paul like that. Yes. So, you want to go first or shall I? Or what uh, do you want to do? What, me give you my... Yeah. M- me casa. Me casa. Right. Right. Me casa this yeah. week, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh! 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 <gasps> 
Oh, oh. Look, it's a good one, that. I got it in America from, uh, from where? Emma, my sister-in-law, who's an avid listener of the show. I don't know. She just picks up random crap, you know. I fucking love Garbage Pail Kids. I yes. was such a huge fan of it in the 80s. I've still got a big stack in, at home and a, and a tin of Garbage Pail Kids. It was a huge thing, wasn't it, when it first came out? Yeah, because it's like tops were always known, as far as I remember, for like doing trading cards that are slightly bad taste. Like Mars Attacks and Dinosaur Attacks were both very graphically gory. Yeah, but cards. they came after those. No, didn't well they? before, well before. But they had Mars Attacks before the film. Oh yeah, like fifties, sixties. Tops were making those back in then. Ah, so and the were... aesthetic of Tim Burton's Mars Attacks was sort Come... of based on that yeah. to a certain extent. Oh yeah, that film Mars Attacks is based on a tops. Card to- uh, trading card line. I did not know that. Did you not? Well. No. Anyway, well, there you go. You've learned something. Uh, so the uh, what happened is, yeah, Tops did a, a bunch of very graphically gory. So every picture card was like dinosaur attacks scout group, yeah. and like there's all these Girl Scouts being eaten, and then uh, I think I've seen you know, those. Yeah, and then Mars Attacks was very similar. It was like aliens, like the ones from blowing the movie, people's heads off, burning hippies, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and so Garbage Hill Kids was basically naturally what Tops were reacting against when they were when the uh, Cabbage Patch Kids came out, which was all cutesy bootsy. Because eighties loved gross stuff. Like there was Garbage Hill Kids, there was Boglins, there was slimy stuff, uh, Mad Balls. Uh, it was like pots of slime. Do you remember the pots of slime? I had pots of slime. Well, the Ghostbusters was a great toy line that was all full of monsters and ghoulies and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So, you know, kids in the 80s liked horrible things. Now, is this an actual new line? Because um, it says here 2014 Series 1. So is it? are these new? I or don't they... know. I think they're either one of two things. We'll find out. They're either a brand new uh, line of... Because they stopped in the late... In the, in the very early 90s, right. I think. And then there was a resurgence of popularity in the 2000s. So they decided and, to bring them out again. And I believe the artist... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong now. The artist who created, you know, Adam Bomb, the guy's on the front cover there, um, he was the guy who drew, drew Mouse. You know, the graphic novel Mouse. Art Spiegelman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think I may have heard that before. He was involved in the early stages yes. of that and designed some of the early cartoons. So everything was basically modelled on his design. In case I was under any misapprehension, or you were, that these might be worth something in the future, mm-hmm. it says here on the side, Tops does not, in any manner... Oh. Make any representations as to whether its products will attain any future value. That's a very strange thing to put on the back Isn't of it? cards. They must have had some lawsuits up the arse with people going, I thought it would accrue, you know, it was a collector's, uh, you know, someone they, probably bought they, the whole set off someone yeah. for like several thousand dollars or whatever, and uh, you know, something like that. But they would never have it made representations. No. Well, some, I guess some companies put stuff out and they say collector's item beanie babies beer, i was going to mention yeah. that that everyone thought was going to be the hugest thing and then literally and the bottom completely i guess they kind out. of represented them as that didn't they they kind of manufactured and marketed them as future but when you do that then people see no value in it because yeah. they know cynically it's being made so for... perhaps they're trying to make these more collectible by saying look you ain't going to be collectible well you know what it might be if these are what I think they could be, and I don't know if they are, but these are uh, re-issues uh, of the original line, then so all the original, yeah. then they're re-issues. It's basically like buying a, a second pressing of yeah. Sgt. Pepper. It's yeah. like, yeah, it came out in 1970, but yeah. not worth much, mate. Yeah, exactly. They're bringing that out again, Sgt. Pepper. Six albums with all kinds of crazy shit on. Mate, they can just, it's a license to print money, all mate. of that stuff. Ka-ching, you know, the Led Zeppelin guy, Jimmy Page, yeah. did all the albums again. Really? On vinyl. New, they're like 95 quid. People do it, though. Yeah, of course they fucking do it. Right, anyway, let's get on to the garbage. I'd rather have a second-hand copy that plays good, you know? It's all right, I'm not asking for one. Sounds fucking fine. Yeah. I'm not fucking 
Fuck this. <laughs> right, I'm opening it. Right, carefully does it. Should I do it across the top? Yeah. Again, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, and there is a page online for this episode. You can see all the pictures and maybe video clips that are associated with this particular you show. It's your gift, Paul. So oh, let you? me have a little look. Yeah. So, here we go. I've got these... Carefully, graciously snipped the uh, top off. Snipped the top off there. So I'm going to force these cards I've out. And so far... Circumcised the pack. Um, indeed. Uh, I'm unsheathing the cards from Unsheath its those cards. Slowly. Very He's slowly. easing it off. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. Between my fingertips. Oh, it's a bit stuck. Oh, it's come. I've come. It's come off. It's come off. Right, so here we go. On the back... Oh. Four cards are in my hand. I'm looking at the backs of them right now. Uh, one is... Winter Olympics. So it's just like a little certificate with Adam Bomb doing the bomb sleigh. Okay. And bomb, the other... bomb, bomb, bomb sleigh, bomb sleigh. Bomb sleigh. Is that your own joke? And then these, oh. yeah. Okay. And then all the back of them are just part of a bigger picture that you put together. Yeah. So let's have a look at the prop, what we really want to see. So, oh. Who's the first character? Three Wise Monty. It's, it looks like a baby with three heads. If two of the heads were tits. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, okay, just cool. that. Now, Isn't is that... that one of the original ones? To be, think? I honestly, don't I don't know. recognise that one. It looks like part of the original line, but one thing's put me off these. What? I've noticed it already. They're stickers. You can peel these off. Yeah, but they've cut the sticker around, so you can't just peel them off the batch or board themselves. It's only the shape it, of the picture. Yeah. Oh, it's actually only the shape of the actual character. Yeah. Oh, that's no good. Is that's it? no good. You want to peel the whole thing off, put an exercise book. Do you know what I mean? Make a tableau. With the thing. You want the writing. You yeah, want of course the branding you fucking with do. it. Oh, that's oh, terrible. Shit. Anyway, how weird is it to have a baby covering its ears? Oh, because look, one's covering. See no evil. Yeah. Hear no evil. Smell speak no, no evil. Speak no evil. But like it's hear no evil, left tick can't see no evil, <laughs> right tick can't smell no evil. Yeah, I mean. That's upsetting. It's not the me. best card I've seen. It's so not the best on. card. Let's move on to card number two, which is. Oh. Um, okay, I miss. I completely. Uh, misread this gag at first. I thought it was a gag about Columbine. I was going to get really offensive, but it's not. But um, it's a character called Tomb Raideen, and it's a lady. It's a lady, like like um, a little baby girl, and she's dressed up like the character Laura Croft. Yes, she's got Nerf Laura guns. Croft again. It's not as good as some of the no. I've seen, is it? Where's but the I gore? Thought, I Where's thought the... the name was something like Columbine when I looked at it and thought it was like, have they really done a? Comic strip of someone going on a shooting spree in a school. I think these are new and they're kind of tame. Very tame. Let's, I hope so it improves. So far, quite tame. I hope it improves. Right, card number three. Well, this is a little bit, you know, it's all right, but it doesn't gross me out. He's called Mahmud Flap. Mahmud Flap. Oh, this is a bit more like it. Yeah, go on. Mahmud Flap. He's a mud flap. Yeah. It's a mud flap one and he's covered in uh, dirt, but it looks dirt. very pooey. Pooey. And uh, he's he's hanging off the back of a truck where where a mud flap on a on a yeah it would be a truck. Um, is a human mud flap, mammoth flap, mammoth flap. So that's nice. It's the best so far. Do you know, um, they have alternate. I ne- thought they were really pussy and like all sort yeah, of you know be. puke they used to be bodily excess and you know. So you know they sometimes have second names these characters like it's like Adam well, they, Bomb or no, they always had one illustration but then they'd have two separate names so they yeah. could do two cards. Yeah. So what do you think Tomb Raideen's second name is? I would say Lara stuffed. Why is she stuffed? Oh, because I thought she was a stuffed toy, but she's not. Okay. Yeah, that would. Uh, Tara soft because she's only firing little stickers out. Womb raider. Right, that's deeply inappropriate for a child. What's the last one? No, hang on. Three wise Monty. What would the second name for three wise Monty be? (sighs) Baby with three heads. God, you fucking (laughs) mentally given up right away, haven't you? All right. Okay. 
Mumad flap. What's good? What's good for that? Dirty flatty. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Our improv uh, skills are not great. Anyway, last card. Oh, oh. You see, so on the back it had the Olympics. Yeah. It's a special card to do with the uh, Adam Bomb bombsleigh, and on the front it is a. He's on the back of a bobsleigh using his explosive head as propulsion. That's pretty cool. It's all right. I like that they've done a twist on the original characters. I think it is a new season, isn't it? It's a series from 2014. These are new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe to do the Olympics. The Winter Olympics. They came out around the same time. There's a date on the card. It says 2014. That was the Winter Olympics, wasn't it, that year? I don't know. Well, there you go. So that's awesome. Thank you very much for that. Okay, I love Garden s- Pelkids. I want to get the book. You know, there's a little book that came out of Garbage Pell Kids, and it's cover. You know, the wrapper on the front is made of the same original wrappers for uh, Garbage Pell Kids. And what it just details all the cards. Yeah, every page is a different card from the original, like two or three seasons. So you can add that to your collection. That's Paul. great, mate. I've got something for you. What Sukasa? Sukasa. Here's what I'm Sukasering you today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found this. On a table, abandoned in a McDonald's. Oh, you shouldn't have, really. And I didn't. Smurfs, the lost village. <laughs> Only in cinemas. It's a Happy Meal, surprisingly Happy enough. Happy Meal toy. And I'm taking the wrapper off here. And it is a little Smurf house made in plastic. Yeah. Um, you've got the whole mushrooms. They live in mushrooms, didn't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, and on mushrooms. Because the thing is, is that I saw part of this on the street the other day, and I thought I wouldn't pick it up. This Good. ladybird, yeah, the ladybird. So it, it's a, some kind of elaborate toy. Because there's, there's another pack inside the house. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's a see-through wall house with like a paper inlay of a thing. Yeah, of a what? Of what? the house. Yeah, but that doesn't work. What's the raison d'être to that though? What? Why? Can you use it as a teacup? There's also a side on the other side, which right. is the inside. Illustrated oh. on the inside of this. So you flat. can colour that in. You can colour that in, yeah. So a bit of Smurf decoration. But the plastic that they've used for the actual bottom is so uh, milky. Uh, yeah, opaque. Uh, slightly opaque. Yeah. And it's not... It's not the best. It doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work. It, it mystifies... Yeah, it just makes it look like a... It looks like a beaker or a, a, a cup that you drink out of or something, doesn't it? Anyway, moving on, there's another packet inside. But, but does it do anything? Does it have a gimmick? No. That's what I mean. It's fucking weird. You just keep your... There's a ladybird on a mushroom on some bit of ground there. Yeah. You see, that doesn't, just doesn't work as a toy for me. No, because it's just a painted on... And also the whole way everything's... Pointing. The same way. Yeah. It makes it just hard I'm not, to read. I've never liked directions. Shut up. It's hard to read. You know, it's hard to read that as a ladybird. You think, what is that? Is the mushroom part of the face? Yeah, maybe it is. We it's not. No, the late. No, it's not. All right. Okay. Now this is better. This forgive other me one. for having a fantasy. This this is better. This other one. It's a little and Smurf. He's a Smurf, and he's holding up a book. So it's brainy and Smurf. Pointing at it. He's brainy Smurf. He's got the specs on. Yeah. And he's teaching someone. Maybe he's teaching the ladybird which direction it needs to fucking go. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. So go on. Do a little scene now between. Okay. Um, Brainy Smurf and the Ladybug. Uh, Eli Silverman presents the Smurfs. Hello. I'm Brainy Smurf. Uh, look at this book, Ladybird. You're quite horrific in, t- in terms of scale. Your comparison to me, you could eat my fucking head. Oh, I'm pointing the wrong direction. It makes my f- me look bigger because my eyes 
look like I'm some kind of living mushroom. Maybe not a ladybird. You only notice when you look at the sides that I have legs and am a ladybird. I'm a badly moulded toy, Mr. Clever Smurf. Right, that's it. I'm going back in the house. (laughs) 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 The end. Do you like that? Yeah, I did, actually. I was emotionally invested. Listen, this week... I know this is going to be a nice section where we're not competing, but no, this week, me casa fucking trumps your casa. Yeah, I would agree with that. Miles. I thought that had a gimmick to it, though. I thought, like, for instance, it was like a, a, a lunchbox or a uh, you can keep something maybe in it. it like is, maybe you can keep a, a ladybird in it, but maybe you can keep insects in it. It doesn't say anything. No, there's no there's no literature to help me use this toy. No, that's mm, very bad. Really, very poor. Um, Tell you what the best line was for the uh, Go on. McDonald's toys. Go on. It was those uh, Scooby Doo ones, wasn't it? Just because you like the monkey wanky paw. I like the monkey wanky paw, and also the one you kept, which was the projector. Oh, shape. I like that, that was good. The wasn't mystery it? machine, but it had yeah. a little headlight on the front, which yeah. shone a ghost on a wall. How much better is that than the this man, piece even... of crap with Smurfs? You know. <sighs> well, I'll uh, throw it out there. No, shall I'll I? keep it. You sure? Look, it's Sue Casa. I know, but I don't expect Look, you to I keep have it. If to, you it's don't a gift, Paul. I think it's I'll like a little lunchbox or something. I think you can maybe yeah. put a ball, ball of crack in the bottom and then you go... You could smoke. It's like a bong. You could turn it into a Smurf bong. You could if you wanted to smoke plastic along with your crack cocaine, which a lot of which people do. Which a lot do. of people do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you could turn it into a bong house. Yeah. Don't have to. I'd prefer just to have a bong. Might have to end the section there, then. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for that part of the show we simply like to call Cheap Eats. What's the theme tune? Cheap, 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 And this week on Cheap Eats, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> eats cheap fucking eats cheap. i hate that jingle uh it's a usa episode today why i've recently returned from a visit to my family in why florida why because that's how you give meaning t- to your life paul you why you visit family and why why do you have what's meaning what's meaning yeah what's point of meaning it mm, deep but I preferred it when you were just making the noise of the cheap eats jingle. Yeah, thank you. So, I've Jack recently off. returned from the States. Why? Yeah, that's really <laughs> annoying. Sorry, go on. You're tearing from the American uh, lands um, because you've got family out there. Yes. And you bought some cheap eats. Pretty easy show. to understand, I would have thought. I'm beginning to get it. And um, Live. It's Again, the name of the game. my lovely uh, sister-in-law, yeah. Emma. Hello, Emma. Who is a fan of the show. Uh, wow. She is always on the lookout for yeah. disgusting, stroke cheap food items for us to try. Excellent. And uh, she's done very well here. Okay. A couple quite unusual items. The first. Yes. Bimar Snacks brand. Bimar. Fried pork skins. So they like pork scratchings? Exactly like that, Paul, oh, yes. Oh, they just don't call it pork scratchings. They don't call them scratchings. Because Americans they? don't get scratchings. I mean, I don't get scratchings. It's well, a bit, it I, don't gets... want to be, I don't want to be reminded about 
you know, an animal skin. flaking. Yeah, and like scratch. It's like oh, a scratch so hard, a scratching came off. Yeah, like when it, a cat. It gives me images of some like scratching scab. machine. Like, oh, sorry, Ooh. scratching a scratching a pig. Oh, like oh the scratcher. Oh, like a like an old cougar. I just don't be reminded that it's skin. Yeah, yeah, and scratching reminds me that it's skin. All right, so you'd call it pork. fried fried pork skins. Fine. I suppose the word skin is in that, so... Yeah, so that's nasty. Pork crackles, that's the other thing they call them. I like crackles, because it does crackle when you bake them, or whatever yeah. you do with them. Roast them, crack, crack, bake them. What do you do with them? How do you make pork scratchings? I think they, uh, yeah, they Take bake them. Take skin of pig. I think they bake them. I actually saw a programme about how they make them. It's, uh... They disgusting? get these pellets. Yeah, it's very disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, no, let's not go into... No, I want to know. No, let's not go into it. Let's not go I'd into like it. to know before I put one in my mouth how Basically, they, it works. Basically, they get a load of pellets yeah. of pig skin. Where from? From an abattoir. Or, okay, know. so what do you mean by pellets, though? They're, all, they're pre-made as these sort of pellets So they take the go. skin off the pig and then they... Cr- yeah, but they're not, that's not done at the factory that makes the uh, No, no, the but the abattoir will scrape all the skin off the animal. And no, they're processed. So they add, they, and then they come to, in a truck, they, <laughs> yeah, they come to the, the, the scratching factory. Yeah. And then they get washed. And then they get sort of, I think they're fried in this big tumbly thing. Yeah. And then they come out as uh, the crispy pork oh, scratching. Okay. So it's like up. a deep fry then. You see, when you asked me to go into detail, I didn't have any. I just wanted to mention that I'd seen a program, and then people think I'm clever. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> so that all could be bullshit then. Bmar snacks, fried I pork skins. Know. Now here's the twist, go Paul. On. This is something you won't have come across before. You'd be surprised what I've come across in my life. Oh, please kill me. Uh, That'll make me do it. Chili and lime strips. Oh, very tart. It's a different flavour profile yeah, than what we're very. used to. You don't you, see these. Because I expect them to be salty and crunchy and, you know, meat-esque. These have chilli mm. and lime. Oh, well. Now, something I've noticed, that part of uh, the United States I was in, South Florida. Florida yeah. South Florida. Near Miami. Yes. Has a lot of Latino people. Yeah. And I think chilli and lime is a big sort of flavour brand if yeah. you want or sort of something it's accepted in like the... salt and vinegar is here yeah chili and onion yes chili and lime is big with those people okay so it's it's people like it's South like their America. traditional flavor on yes most snacks yes great so i think these are i went to this uh supermarket which has a lot of that kind of more ethnic food in it called western beef oh yeah it's great and uh let's just tuck in shall yeah we? let's just tuck in Oh, mate, you want to see him eat using his teeth to get into the pack. Here we go. I'm in. It's like watching a cat eat a bird. I'll offer you these, Paul. Oh, what size? Oh, I've got a smell. Oh, that's a curly one. Oh, oh there's that. Oh, very. Oh. Oh. oh, God, they don't smell good. No. <laughs> <laughs> they. I mean, they look like... They're like um, very... They're strips, so they're very thin. Thin strips. They're thin not the wayward style. Because... The pork scratchings in the UK tend to look like quavers, don't they? You know, quavers. Yes. They look like that. Well, they look like quavers with some hair sticking out yeah, and a big like glob pork. of fat on yeah. the underside, yeah. They're, they're pork quavers. They're not pork quavers. That's what I'm calling them now, pork quavers. Okay, so... Do you, you like gonna... hair on a on a scratching? Of course I don't. No. no? Why do they think they leave them on, then? They don't try to. It's they not try like and marmalade get... with bits and no bits. It's like scratchings with hair and no hair. It makes it authentic. I'm just trying to avoid as much as possible having to eat this. Eat it. You have to eat it. There's no fish. 
No, there's no fish in it. Yeah, Mr. Fucking Kill by Night. And it's fucking... not baby food. No. So it's not going to make you wretch with its sliminess. It's, Ooh, a, it's, it's, a, it's a pork... Just well, do it. it smells of literally a scratching and, well, chilli. It's got that lime yeah. tongue. All right, here we go. Down it goes. <laughs> it's all right, that. Mm. Mm. It's not heavy with the flavours of either. No. It's just like a light... The flavour is quite light, isn't it? It lightens the uh, pig dust yeah. that bursts in your mouth once you crunch down on it. Mm. I like those. How many pigs are in that bag, do you think? How many pigs goes into making that one bag? There's probably the skins of... I don't want to get into this, but there's probably... <laughs> yeah. The skins of pre- several pigs in there, because they, they mix them all up, don't they? Oh... It didn't all come from one pig. They don't do it one pig at a time. They should. Well, that would be too... I want to say on the front of the packet, I'll say, this bag was brought to you by Porky Pig. And like each bag is named after the pig that's in it. So like, this pig is called Colin. You wouldn't want that though, would you? Yeah, what? I want a bit of character. I think they'd cost a lot more than the $1.99 that this actually came to. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. I actually... Yeah. I'm digging this a lot. And perhaps I should have had breakfast before we did the Maybe. recording. What do you have for breakfast, Eli? Um, chili and lime pig skin <laughs> flakes. So, yeah. As it goes, for what it is, and this is not a high-quality product. It's not a snack. You wouldn't buy yourself a packet of port scratches. No, just... I want to correct you on something as well. A long time ago, I said dodgy abattoir meat. And you went, well, you know, most uh, meat comes from abattoirs. And I said, no, it was a dodgy abattoir meat, not dodgy abattoir meat. You see what I'm saying? And you brought me up on it. But actually, I feel compelled to step in now and correct you. Because I was talking about the abattoir itself was dodgy. And the meat, therefore, was rotten. Whereas you were talking more about dodgy abattoir meat, thinking I was saying all meat that comes from an abattoir was dodgy. Now, are you willing on a... (laughs) Now, (laughs) admit that you maybe jumped the gun a bit. Whatever. Whatever you like, Paul. Okay? I'm sorry... I, it's been bugging me for episodes. Sometimes I listen back to us because I'm, I'm vain and I listen to old episodes. And every time that comes up, I go, I should have really corrected him. Okay. So I, I'm correcting you now. I stand corrected for that Paul, thing I have you... no recollection or actual knowledge of. But, uh, Paul, fine. when you listen back to this, um, well done, mate. You did all right. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Right. So, next, so looking, what are you going to rate? We're looking for a score. That's what I was going to say. I'm having another one. I mean, I have another one. Here's another one. Oh, that's a nice one. Um, it actually really, I have to say, it works. The slight citrus. Yeah. It just works as a little... I thought it'd be overpowering or sickly. You know, like lime can be sickly. Like yeah, it's not like lime that Lime Doritos are horrible. Yeah, because there's too much lime. This is like... Just a hint, really. Subtle. Yeah. And the chilli... I'm not getting any chilli, really. You get the kind of sparkles of it on your tongue every now and then. All right. So there is chilli there, you think? Mm. Just, right. just little flecks. Sparkles. So what do you think? I don't love them, so I'm going to say 7 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to go for uh, 8 and a half. Wow. Okay, good score. I would eat those. I would grab those and eat them. Yeah, well, you will. I'm That's sure you will. Beer snack par excellence. On a day like this, a nice cold ale. Yes. With a bag of bowl of those next to you. Perfect. Looking out upon a river as swans go by and boaters. <laughs> and they say, hello, Eli. And you say, hello. Good day. Good day to you. I'm eating fried pig's rind. You're a monster. Right. Right. Before we get on, let me just chew this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. 
And what else have you got for us now? So, next item, Paul. Yeah. This, again, is, I believe, a South American. Um, in fact, it says Latin... T- <laughs> oh, God <laughs> almighty. Me. No more pigskins for you. Excuse me. Uh, it, in fact, it says Latin taste on it. This is the brand... A Latin taste? The Cito's Su Sabor, which I think is about savour, savoury. It's savoury, maybe. Yeah. Latin taste. Cassava snacks. Delicious and crunchy. Mm. Cheese snacks. These are cassava cheese balls. What are cassava? Just what? What is it? What is it's it? It's not cassava. That's not what I said. Cassava. Okay. Well, what cassava? I think it's a type of plant that they make into flour. Okay. In I think they eat it in Africa as well as South America, and they make it into bread. Oh, Aren't it's you, a Mr. plant Marge, like a root. I think. And um, they've made these snacks out of it. These look like cheesy, almost like what's it coloured cheese balls. Yes, they have a what's it? No, no, they have more of a quaver thing. If the quavers oh are solid, oh my god, you're obsessed. I want them. You want, I want quavers, quavers, don't you? Yeah. What quavers did a did a non cheese flavors? I think they did it. I think they have dabbled in the past with in a prawn and prawn like, cocktail, maybe. And I, well, I'm thinking it was like beef or something or salt and vinegar. It's, a, it's an abomin- abomination. The thing is, we used to have like the internet, but we we've, we've tried to make this show kind of less internet based. I think I'd rather go with our gut feelings on stuff. Yeah, I seem to remember them having a cherry cherry cola flavour quaver. Hey, but don't make shit up. Uh, uh, excuse me. Kettle pot black calling. Racist. All right, these are Basitos. Cassava snacks. It doesn't actually say ball, but they are ball, oops, ball shaped. Yeah. And uh, shall we go? Let's just Let's go, go straight in. in. I don't know what to expect. I'm opening them now, and I'm going to give you the, this nose report. Okay, I'm doing the nose report. It's not good, Paul. Oh, 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 oh dear. <laughs> I'm getting a very strong soured milk kind of. What? Soured milk? Or sort of old cheese left in the they sun. They look like gnocchi. They look a bit like gnocchi, yes. Are you getting that sour cheesy it's, smell? It's like... It's like you've opened the fridge and you don't know where that bad smell's yeah. coming from. It's like that. It's is like, it bad is smell it lurking? Or is, is it yeah. the veg? Or is it the cheese? Or is it the cheese? I'm going in. I'm going in. Oh, it burst in your mouth, that one. My God, I've... you have no opinion. Oh, God. His face is just angular. I'd say not very nice. They're weird, hollow balls, and they've got a kind of off-milk slope. Like cheese, you know what it tastes like? Like uh, cheddar that has gone hard. Oh. You know? Yeah, all right, let's have a try. All right, I'll have a wee one. They smell artificial. They smell... Of like the packing stuff you get in crates. Right, here we go. <laughs> oh my god. Chew it down. Oh god. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a cassava snack, mate. They are neither delicious Oh god. Or crunchy particularly. Oh god. <laughs> they really have a sort of off flavour and it's, I think they it's... might be slightly stale. There's a stale element to it. Yeah. But what else is there to it, Paul? Oh. It's crunchy, but then it instantly goes sticky. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it becomes sticky, crunchy in your mouth. And then the flavour is like mild off cheese. Oh, That's exactly what it is. It's like it. a slightly mild off. Can you pass me a pigskin, please? <laughs> I need to wash the taste wash of it. Wash it down with a chili and lime strip. Isn't that funny? I have to wash down the taste of a cheese ball with part of the skin of a pig. 
I like these. They're great. I mean, they? they're horrible, but they're great if you know what I mean. They're great. They're just the concept stuff. of them are horrible. Like I've fallen back in love with um, Whis- black pudding. You've fallen back in love with black pudding. I used pudding. to love it when I was a kid, and then when I went vegetarian, I hated it and never looked back. And then about a year or so ago, I was like, I'll fancy some black pudding with my big breakfast. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, but you know what it's made out of, Paul? It's full of blood and bits and it's awful blood. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I really fucking want it, though. And so I had it, and it was great with an egg butty with a slightly soft yolk to it, so it kind of burst onto the black pudding. And, and your black pudding slightly crisp? Yeah. I really crisp. should have had breakfast today, man. Yeah. starving. And instead, you're eating chilli and lime pigskin. And cassava balls. Off cassava balls. So. Which are horrible. What's your score for the cassava balls, Paul? Two. I'd go for... Three. Not very nice. Why would you give it a point more than me? I don't think I found them as utterly disgusting as you did. Maybe. Maybe. I just I just looked at them and thought, what's you know the fucking point it of is, you? I don't know what the point is. I don't know what the They're point They're not doing something like a satisfying snack. No. There's too much work involved in it, trying to enjoy it and eat it. Yeah, it's not, they're but, not great. But you know what? I'm sure if you went over to where you were and you took a, a monster munch pickled onion with them, they'd eat that. No, they wouldn't. You think? They'd love it. Anyone would love a pickled onion monster munch, mate. Really? It's the height of... What about a prawn cocktail, Chris? Would that fly in, you know, Miami? Don't know. You didn't think this through, did you? I wasn't there looking at people and judging whether they'd like British crisps. Well, maybe you should. Maybe that's your fucking problem. I was too too high on that cannabis edible that I did. Jesus Christ. Oh, talking of which, tales from the dance floor. Get out of the way, mate. (laughs) Shut up. Well, can't we... Look, we're going to end this section cleanly, and then I'll do my bit, yeah, which is an extended one this week. It's just that I'm eating this, and I want to eat it noisily as you tell the same story over No, over I don't again. want you to do that, so eat the freaking scratching right now. All right, then you're going to do a Tales from the Dance Floor? Yes. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Right. The con- con- Right. The, uh... Contract. What's the word I'm looking for? Contractually obliged. There you go. Right. The untractable. I can't fucking say it. <laughs> you right, can't it's, say it's anything. It's time for. Shut it. It's time for. Against my best intentions and strongest. You can't. Issues. You literally are not being able to say a single I'm not sentence. At all. Let me just get this straight. It's time for another shit tales on the dance floor with Eli Silverman. Thanks, Paul. Yes, uh, it's another in. The infrequent series I like to call Tales from the Dance Floor. Couple of tales this week, Paul. Um, Firstly, I was DJing, right? (laughs) Just look, don't start undermining me before you've even heard it. This girl comes up. I I tell you, I've been doing lurch impressions recently. (sighs) Boo. (laughs) You ran. This girl comes up. Stop. And she asked for a... So start again. This girl came up to you. I'm DJing. Of course. Every story begins with you DJing. So you're DJing. That's why it's called Tales from the Dance Floor. Yeah. Cool. So you're DJing. And a girl... Where are you DJing at? It was the Shoreditch Blues Kitchen. Excellent. Nice big floor. Very loud. People dancing. People enjoying themselves. What time did she come to you? People about shaking their race. Estimate. It was at about quarter to three. Quarter to three. And we stop at three. Okay. The music is over at three. Right. And so is the mm. drinking of the boozers. Everyone out. Everyone out at three. So, here we are. 
there's still people dancing. You know, that's what my job is. Make them dance. Yeah. I select the records. They dance. You yeah. are the bow selector. And she comes up and she goes, Mustang Sally. Right. Uh, Fine. Uh, You've had worse suggestions. Yeah, I don't own a copy of it. Mustang Sally! Hey, uh, slow your Mustang, dude. <laughs> you twat. That's, that's how I remember it. Mustang Sally, now, now baby. baby. Sally, now baby. Oh, yeah. You got you got to slow your Mustang down. Show us your Mustang. I've been rolling all over town. Get your hair in, Mustang. Oh, oiled up. put your feet on the ground. Thank you, we're all back, ladies and gentlemen. So, I said to her, I do not have a copy. Oh, how'd she react? Not well. She went off, another girl came up, Mustang Sally. I said, look, I'm sorry, I don't have a copy. Yeah. And she said... You're setting this structurally up like a joke. It's not a joke, though. Uh, really not, ladies and gentlemen. It's she really said, not. I get the manager. Right. So this is a new for me. This is a new wrinkle. This is a new wrinkle for she's me. She's going over your head. Yeah. She's like, I'll get the manager. Wow. I was just literally the contempt that I felt for that person wow. at that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, trying you, to do uh, your job. What did you say? Did you say, I don't give a fuck? Yeah, basically. I shrugged at her. You did, you did the I whole... Sh- as if the manager's going to be like, oh, what? Eli didn't play Mustang Sally when you demanded it. That's uh, it. Eli, after the gig's done tonight, can you come into my office yeah, please, after the show? All right. So, Delilah, you come in. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Eli, take a seat, please, mate. Um, we've had complaints throughout the night. Uh, and I didn't want to bring this up, but we'd better nip it in the bud. Uh, you have not been playing Mustang Sally. Is there any particular reason why you've been not doing that? Yeah, I don't own a copy. and uh, So why have not? Is it, so I also I played other tunes by Wilson Pickett. Okay, but you didn't play Mustang Sally after being repeatedly asked by two people. I'm going to take a shit. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't get mad. <laughs> this is not, don't get mad, That's mate. all I've got. That's all I've got, man. That's Mate, when I'm improvising, I just... Mate, sorry. you're on a ba- better... You know, defence when you say I just don't have it. The minute you said to me as your boss, "I'm going to take a shit," you no longer work. You don't sound like my boss. No, because I'm not like a fucking disenfranchised hipster. Oh, I don't know what he's like at all. I'm just guessing. Invective, anyway. So I am she goes, invective. "I'm going to the manager." So that's riling me. And then the other one, they're in a group, obviously, and they've all decided Mustang Sally. She's like, she thinks I can't hear her, right? And I don't know what she means. So she writes it helpfully on her phone screen. Yeah, you know what she writes. Mustang Sally? The Commitments, Mustang Sally. Oh, a particular one. Deal breaker, it's over now. Oh, because are you anti-commitments then? I'm anti people who don't know what the actual artist is of the song that they want you to fucking play, that they're going to complain about, that you won't play. They don't even know who it's by. You don't have any knowledge. You know, you've heard it at a wedding or something. You you fucking lowlife. You you (laughs) cultural (laughs) void. You nullity. The Commitments... Fucking please, please! You're in a you're in a, a a blues establishment. It's meant to be, you know, you proper play music. reggae. So you know, what do you mean I play reggae? What's wrong with reggae, Paul? Gonna say something racist now? Of course I like reggae, but what I'm saying is you wouldn't go to the blues kitchen expect to hear reggae, and sometimes you play it, so it's not without the remit to be out of the parameters of what you'd expect at that gig. No, right? I just Musically. It, no, but it just annoyed me that they also were ignorant of who the um, actual artist was. Yeah? That's fine, but what, when I spoke Learn to you before... Learn your history before no, you come with requests to me, yeah? turn this into fuck eight mile. Right. It comes down to this. Films like Commitments and Blues Brothers are gateway drugs to a wider scope of music. Now, this I agree the, with. It, it's their problem if they do, don't be 
research further and decide to know, oh, who did the original of, you know, uh, yeah, or shake a tail feather, because all I know is I've seen it on the movies. If that's their surface-level introduction, then fine, but that's just how pop culture is. However, if they'd come to you and went, oh, you don't have Mustang Sally, what's that other one from The Commitments? Is it that by that guy? And you go, oh, yeah, by, by Charlie Biscuits. And you go, yeah, They've I've already got Charlie threatened, Biscuits. threatened to get me sacked or whatever. Oh, they're not going to sack you over fucking Mustang Sally. They best not. No. So... Yeah, so that's what you, you you kind of deal with with this request and this type of uh, yeah. establishment. I hate this section. <laughs> you... It was novel at first. Back in the unclickable days, we had no concept. You know, I'll just tell some wacky stories. Can I just say noodles? Yeah, oh, people like that. Paul. Modular noodles, modular noodles, dance floor, DJ. Oh, fuck my life. Oh, amplitude. Oh, you're nothing but a bunch of gimmicks now, mate. Whatever. That's what you've become. You've, stardom's changed you. Can I finish my point? Yeah, right. So, there's two different types of terrible requests. You get that where they say, <laughs> just don't. Don't do that. Well, I'm just having a sip of orange juice. Um, someone will say some obscure tune that he thinks... Oh, it's yeah. usually blokes who do that. They're kind of trying to say, oh, I know about heavy mod, mod beat tunes, yeah. yeah? Beat, mod, yeah? Have you got the pistols and a, yeah. a backstreet yeah, abortion? Yeah, yeah Have you got exactly. That? But, no, that's... Uh, Let's do it by the damned. Uh, oh, so, of course. Sorry. Yeah, you get that hopelessly obscure tune, which I wouldn't even know about necessarily. Yeah. But then you have the ladies generally. Like, eh, dirty dancing. Sexist trigger moment in the podcast. <laughs> Sexist trigger moment in the podcast. What are you saying about women? That their surface level enjoyment of pop culture drives you to insanity. Sometimes it does, Paul. Fair enough. I agree with Not you completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get it because I think they largely enjoy music they just want to have a good time because it's an emotive thing to dance to music and so I can understand that if they hear a familiar version of a song like Lulu's version of Shout or the Blues Brothers version of you know uh, Everybody Needs Somebody to Love you know they go oh that reminds me of this moment and I'm letting go if you play a different version of it or an off album track they'd be like this isn't the same emotional moment that I'm getting so I'm frustrated why aren't you playing more stuff that reminds me of when I was 16 year old and getting fingered in the school disco by Barry Okay, uh, so that's uh, one Tales from the Dance Floor. Are you Trigger ready? warning over. Are you ready for... There's two. The second part of my... Tales from the Dance Floor. Yes, so just before, the night before... Nothing about this section works. The jingle doesn't work, the stories trail off. You know what doesn't work about this section, Paul? What? You. Oh. Yeah. Perhaps you should just leave the room while I do this section. Thank you. Don't do a fake walkout. I've never done a fake walk out on this podcast before. Oh, God. Right. Come back. I'm opening the door. I'm leaving in a huff. What a cunt. Oh, is he still here? Oh. He's oh, back. I'm back. I've, ch- I've had a long think, and I've changed my mind, and I forgive you. Okay. Thank you, Paul. So, now, tell me your tedious story. Just before I left uh, for my uh, little sojourn in the <sighs> U- US yeah. of A, mm. Uh, I was DJing the night before at the Camden Blues Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, go to 3.30. And it was about... It's an extra half hour. About 10 minutes past... you get paid more for that half hour? No. Don't do it. Anyway, then. they've changed it now. It's gone what? back down to three. The concept of time? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That would be good. Yeah. But, um, no, they've gone to three now. Yeah. Which is... Uh, Rock and roll. A good relief for all of us. Yeah, um, I believe. But anyway, we were still going till 3.30 on that night. Right. And... About ten past three. Mm. I'd had a few. You drinking whilst working? I, I won't a, hear of they it. They give me free drinks. They want me to drink. They give you a number of free drinks. You fill in the added content. Right. Uh, I had a beer 
resting on oh, the... Yeah, it's, it's bad. Don't you, care you about this like... section still. Really? No, go on. There was a bit resting... This is like casualty now. I'm seeing the setup of the accident. Resting on the CDJ, which mm. is above the record deck. Not a very clever place to put a drink. I'm just putting that out there right no, now. You're absolutely right, because... Yeah. Ten minutes after three... Eli did a bit of a splishy splashy. <laughs> what, you pissed on the deck? No, I, I knocked the beer off oh. the thing and it fell onto the mixer. Oh, mate. And the mixer was under about an inch of beer and I, there's nothing I could do. You know, I turned around, I turned back and it all poured on. Mate. It literally landed and poured out on top of the mixer. How unprofessional. And I just thought, it's going to stop. The music's going to stop. And then it went, it totally just stopped. Mate. And I had to... I had to walk walk of shame up to the front and tell the manager to put the uh, put the. Uh... I love this. <laughs> yeah, I, totally I love like the idea right that you fucked it the whole desk and then you had to go, May. <laughs> May. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I had a bit of an uh, I don't know how it happened. I put a drink dangerously, <laughs> dangerously <laughs> close to the mixing desk. I did my drunken stupor, looking for fucking. Mustang Sally, I fucking knocked it. Wait, how about that? So, how about that? Fuck about, my life. So, basically... Fuck my life. Shut up. Have we got any more drinks going? Is it too late to close the bar? <laughs> I did actually get another Yeah, of course drink. you yeah. fucking did. So... Ah, oh, right. It, uh, basically, it broke. And so, I, I tried to get the excess beer off the top, and I unplugged it all, and I was holding the mixer up. And beer was pouring out of the Fuck frame of the, the box, you know, like for a good yes. minute. I'm shaking the beer out. I'm like, that's never going to work again. Never, never, never. Anyway, now I put it, I store it in an upright position so any excess beer can, can drain out. out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's very clever. And I go and I tell the management, yeah. I'm sorry. It was oh. my fault. I spilled a whole beer on the mixer. It stopped working. Twat. And do you know what happened? Uh, they, they had gang the, banged they had, you? No. They had the MP3, their sort of uh, mix on mm. for the last... T- 20 minutes because obviously it was broken. Yeah, fucked. Um, and some guy and I was trying to sort stuff out behind the deck some guy came up and went oh, mate you're going to play any more blues music and I was like I'm not playing anything he's like what no play some blues music I'm like look I'm not DJing <laughs> <laughs> I may never DJ you here again yeah exactly yeah. It's so annoying he's like oh yeah alright mate alright sorry fuck off anyway uh, you were upset and then little little coda to yeah. this story so I was in America the next day thinking Christ I hope they don't uh, you know charge fire. me for the mixer or fire you outright or fire me outright but <sighs> came back last night yeah uh, Blue's Kitchen Camden yeah I'm thinking Ooh, oh. I wonder what's up with the mixer what probably would the reaction a, be I probably have a replacement I get up there same mixer oh working perfectly yeah and I asked the sound guy Costas mm. my friend oh Costas I, he, I said did you hear about me pouring beer all over that he said yeah it works fine in fact, we're going to do it every week now. It keeps it in good nick. How about that? It t- it dried out. That's wow. It. It's a hardy mixer. Yeah, it really is. It dried out and now it works. And that's your tales from the dance floor. I still really hate this section. Well. I'm bored of it, really. It comes down to that. Bored of it. Bored of you. Bored of everything. <laughs> You're such a... What, what could you do? What little bit would you do? People enjoy tales from the dance floor, yeah? Yeah. Also, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you want Eli booked for any weddings or, you know, funerals or you need someone DJing, what are you doing? I had another noodle. What are you looking into the sky about it? It's like you've flown away. Remember, I'm looking in my head. Yeah, but, it looked, but you were moving your head. It looked like you, were, you thought you could see it in the sky. Anyway, I'll just describe it to you because we're not doing it now. But another 
Pat's from the Noodle Special. This is just a little oh. teaser for, for the ball. It's just a little oh. teaser. Pat's from the Noodle Special. Oh. I bought a noodle back from Western Beef, the, yeah. uh, which has all the uh, Latino food in it. Oh, my God. Do you know what it is? Crap. Chili and lime flavour. Oh. So that links in with our chili and lime pigskins that we had. Uh, so as it goes for my whole theory of instant noodles, that instant noodles... Uh, are modified and change from what culture, food culture, they're trying to fit into. For example... I am going to kill you. The pickle flavour, I mean the gherkin flavour, which is Polish, and then you've got the chilli and lime, sort of a Latino one. I'm going to take a hot spoon. Uh, Noodles of the world. Noodle noodle variations of the world. With your host, Eli Silverman. Cut out your tongue. That's all, Paul. You, You try to undercut me, that's it. Anyway, coming up next on Cheap Show, Vinyl Platter. Oh, we're doing the vinyl? Yeah, we're doing vinyl. All right, we need to get that ready. Now it's one of my favourite parts of the show. It's called Silverman's Platter. Is, is that what it's called? Yeah, didn't we agree on it called... Are you, are you not happy? It's terrible. You were happy with it last time. I changed my mind. What do you want to call it now, then? Because, you know, consistency is quite important when you're doing a... All right, right, Silverman's Platter it is. Right. So, uh, a few items for Silverman's Platter this week, Paul. Yes, hit me with it. Uh, What are we doing? What order are we doing, Lisa? The order that you uh, fancy. Okay. Let's start with... Yes. Arnie and the Terminators. Oh, tell me a bit more about Arnie and the Terminators. I'll be back. Now, where do you get all these records, by the way? By and large, where do you find them? Charity shops are good for terrible novelty records that no one ever wants to possess. Yeah. Because people don't want to possess them. So they put them in charity shops and they hope never to see them again. Because they were embarrassed by having them in the first place? Yeah. I mean, novelty records are a funny thing, isn't it? You buy it, you listen to it. And then what? A couple of times. Then it's not funny after a year, is it? No. And it has no musical value, really. No, you can't really play it at, you know, parties. No. Especially if it's from the early 90s, where everything's a different reference anyway. Yeah. And this is definitely a particular reference to the film of Terminator 2, I'd imagine. It's where he uses the line, I'll be back. I'll be back. So, um, let's listen to the song right now. Right, so tell us about the song. Tell us, tell us about it. Uh, to say I mean, the, the production is slapdash oh, would be an understatement. Uh, yes. I, I just want to bring up one inconsistency. Now, it's a song that, you know, kind of spoofs... I'm not spoofs, but it kind of pretends to be a dance song for the 90s, right? That you can tell. It's kind of the dance, dancey vibe yeah, they're going for, and yeah. You know that they're laying all the Arnie stuff on top of it. I'll be back and all that stuff. But yes. what I don't understand is the R2-D2 sound effect every now and then. That... Yeah, they just... Yeah. 
It's a bit like... Uh, it's, like it's sci-fi, so stick it all in. Yeah. Stick it all in. Just stick in some other reference. It's a bit yeah. like uh, Amityville, the, stu- the house on the hill. Yeah. Which has that guy doing impressions, and he does James T. Cook. <laughs> like Spock! Yeah. <laughs> James T. Do you know what I mean? Cook. And it's like, what? I thought this was a novelty record about Amityville. Yeah, but he could ghosts. do that voice, and that's why he did it. I think they were probably in the studio, uh, Arnie and the Terminators, making go, look at this cool uh, C-3PO uh, Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I've got. It's made by... R2. Sorry. R2-D2. Oh, fucking... So forgive me. R2-D2. I, I don't You I, do care. I don't care about Star Wars all that much. I've never been a big Star Wars person. Ooh. No, it's not an er uh, situation. I just... Not everyone can like fucking Star Wars. And it's getting increasingly hard to fucking avoid it these days if you want me to have a little bit of a rant. Yes. Oh, look, Star Wars there, Star Wars there, Star Wars, Star Wars everywhere. Well, they're going to have a film every year for the rest of our lives. Don't you think that lessens the brand of something when you know it's a regular churning out of a a fucking uh, brand or something? Well, that's, you know, of course it does, but that's what they want to do. They want to make money. Then when summer blockbusters used to be varied, so you never knew what was going to happen the next year. Like, one year it was like, oh, Gremlins is out in the summer. And the year after that it was, oh, Ghostbusters. And the year after that it was like, oh, Back to the Future. Was Ghostbusters the year after Gremlins? I I, I think it was the same year as Gremlins, actually. 84, I think. It was, but either way, it's like a nice variety. But now it's like, oh, there's a new Avengers movie next yeah. year, and there's a new fucking yeah. what, uh, Star Wars movie, Just and series, a new endless Fast series, and Furious movie. Flippity Eight, head. they're on now. Yeah, and they're all right, but they're just wacky car. It's like basically what would happen if you gave guys um, who are really muscly the chance to make a wacky racers movie. Didn't there weren't there like several hundred Herbie movies? There's been a few. The latest one I think was. Fully loaded with Lindsay Lohan, and that was back in the Herbie, Herbie fully loaded, Herbie fully loaded, which is funny because that's actually how they describe Lindsay Lohan later on in her life. There she is, fully loaded. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here for the satires. Yes, so the satire puns coming thick and fast here on the cheap show. So this is Arnie and the Terminators. I'll be back. Yeah, and it's a terrible production. What can you tell us about the people who made it? It's Steve Wright and the Posse. Yeah, so in the UK. there was a very popular afternoon drive time presenter on Radio 1 called Steve Wright. I think he's still alive. He is, but he's on Radio 2 now. And he's massively... He looks like eight of you. He's putting some weight over the years. I don't, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like to be cruel in this podcast unless it's just to you or to me. I think we can be cruel to each other, but I don't tend to like to be cruel to other people. But he's a fat fucking cunt. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, he got. You look at him he now, and he looks like someone's put a tiny version of his head on a much bigger version of his body. Um, <laughs> so anyway. his face remained the same size. Yeah, but and the body. Else. He looks like um, John Leguizumier in Spawn. You know, he played the uh, the clown character uh, whatever it is in Spawn. Okay. Yeah. No, anyway, so, so anyway, um, so uh, anyway, he presented a drive time show, very popular. And what was the gimmick? Was that he had a crew of people around him in the show? Ooh, crazy guys! The posse. <laughs> That kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, and so this is all... by Steve Wright and the Posse. It says "Long Live Steve Wright and the Posse" on the cover, yeah, as graffiti. But Arnie and the Terminators is the official band name, obviously. Written and produced by Richard Easter, who was part of that Posse. Yeah. So he's probably the guy who did the ba- very bad Arnie impression. All That's the, way the other thing I was going to mention. Not only you've got the inconsistent R two D two noises, yeah, you also have a very poor by today's standard Arnie impression. Very poor by anyone's standard. It's, it's like, just someone doing a bad German accent. They've got none of that. You know, that, yeah, they've got none of that. I can never do, I can't do Arnie. But you know, you have to get that. Get in the chopper. Yeah, see, even yeah. that's better. Actually, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's to that. better. But he's just like, I'll be back. You know what I mean? Like, as just sort of a generic bad German accent. I don't you know, like as it. if that would fucking 
make wash. it any better. That, as if that would work. So out of how many gold discs are you going to give it? I'm going to give it one. It is an one. awful. It doesn't have any musical value at all. It no, have any. Does it? It's value. annoying. The the production slapdash. It is oh, a it, cash in. It sounds like someone's shouting at you. Yeah. I mean, literally and figuratively. It's a co- total cash in. Yeah, and it worked, didn't it? Because you just told me it, it got went to number five, number, which is back in the early nineties. That meant something. I think ninety one, ninety two, yeah. whatever yeah. it came out. Ninety one, and uh, yeah, you make money getting yeah, to number he five in. at that point. It's on top of the pops and everything. Uh, also, in my hand, I've got the other Steve Wright single I possess. Yes, Mister Angry with Steve Wright, and we played that when it uh, on our un- Uncleakable show. Yes, I'm so angry. Uh, just for a little note, if you're interested about the Uncleakables, uh, it's largely awful. But if you want to listen to it. When we set up Patreon, people who donate X amount will get a download code, I think, to every single Unclickables, which is like 20-odd episodes of what I like to call well-dodgy shit. <laughs> Ropey. Some episodes are really good, and some are just like, oh. But unfortunately, the episodes that are really good, I just rebranded as Cheap Show. <laughs> so, you've already heard I remember one things. of the early ap- episodes, you started by saying, uh, so Eli, how are you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Basically, like yeah. So that's no different than nearly any other. Oh fucking ha, ha 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 So yeah, Mister Angry there. Uh, uh, yeah, which is just a man shouting down a phone, isn't no, it? No, but and it has the dance mix, mix, angry rap on the other side. And I have to say, yeah, musically, yeah, Mister Angry far superior. Which one came first? Eighty-five. I'm so oh. angry. It was a good six years. That would before. have been his heyday as well. I reckon. That was yeah. That was the height of the Steve Wright phenomenon. Mister Angry was a character who'd call up the show. Go, I'm so angry. That was the thing. Is like, who's on the phone right now? And it's like, hello, Mister Angry. Yeah. Yeah. What, what? What are you angry today about? The blacks. All right, we're gonna, hang up, <laughs> we're gonna have to hang up. That didn't work as well. <laughs> Mister Angry's gone well off the off the scale races. I think right. Mister Angry voted leave. <laughs> right. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he certainly did. Yeah. Um, so. That is Arnie the Terminators. I'll be back. A worthless piece of shit, if uh, I can be so blunt. All right, um, next track. That's what we like on this section. Yeah. Uh, next track on Silverman's Platter is... Murphy and the Bricks. Ooh. Uh By Noel Murphy. So right. Murphy and the Bricks sounds like a band title, doesn't it? But that is the name of the, the actual song. Yeah, I got confused thinking the band was called Murphy and the Bricks, yeah. which in itself... Wouldn't be a bad band not bad. name. Yeah. And then the song was called Noel Murray in a kind of Blair-esque Noel way. Noel Murphy. Noel Murphy. Yeah. So let's listen to that right now. Dear sir, I write this note to you to tell you of me plight. For at the time of writing, I am not a pretty sight. Me body is all black and blue, me face a deathly grey. And I write this note to say why Murphy's not at work today. While working on the 14th floor, some bricks I had to clear. But to toss them down from such a height was not a good idea. The foreman wasn't very pleased, he is an awkward sod. He said I'd have to cart them down the ladders in me hod. Now shifting all those bricks by hand, it was so very slow. So I hoisted up a barrel and secured a rope below. But in me haste to do the job, I was too blind to see That a barrel full of building bricks was heavier than me Well, that was gash. Yeah, the thing is, a kind of well-constructed rhyme structure tells a story. Yeah, I mean, they didn't hear it in the whole episode. We didn't play the whole song in the episode just now, we played a snippet. But um, they basically tell a very simple story. 
of it's it's a folk Irish song, a silly little uh, whimsy about uh, a joke, a very popular myth about a guy trying to pull a barrel of bricks. So you've heard of this myth at other places apart yeah, from this record. F- funnily enough, the show MythBusters tested it out to, w- to see whether it would work. So. In the story, the myth is is that a guy's pulling a big barrel of bricks up to the top of this pulley, right? But then it's too heavy. It's too heavy. And he gets lifted up. And he gets pulled up as it drops down. On the way up, he hits the barrel, cracks his head. Yeah. Then he hits the top. At the same time, the barrel breaks at the bottom, scattering all the bricks. No, it it pours out half the bricks. Oh, does it pour out half? Either way, it's lighter. So then he starts falling down. He hits the barrel on the way down. And then he hits the floor onto the bricks that's been spilled. And then the barrel hits the top. And, and it shatters, open. and then it, the rest of what's left falls down upon him. Yeah. And so he's lying, bloodied and beaten, on the floor, covered in bricks and, and barrels. And uh, it's funny because he's not in work the next day, and this song explains it. It, it explains a, why. In a protracted fucking manner. Yeah. I told that reasonably succinctly in what? 30 yeah, seconds? But you didn't have that little blarney charm, did you? I went to do the book the day, the diddly do the day. I hate that fucking shit. It's so Ooh. trite. Yeah. All it right. really is. Okay. It's like, oh, it's like, just tell the song. Just, just, it's like, oh, I'm Irish and I work on a building site yeah. and I'm so, not competent. I broke my neck the other and I'm yeah. filing for divorce. Divorce. <laughs> no, what, what would it be? Uh, injury at work. I'm going to get to claim today. I'm fucking doing claims direct. Yeah. The excitement of that makes me fucking erect. I'm full of peppery goodness. I don't know where it's been. Stop doing a the milky bar. Fudge is just enough to make your teeth go green. I lost it then. Yes. I kind of went from folk to uh, an advert for Cadbury's fudge. Murphy and the Bricks. Yeah. Uh, Noel Murphy. What struck me is how horrific his injuries really would be if you actually put that in real life. Yeah. He breaks his shoulder. Concussion. His yeah, he's got bricks falling on him. Slammed his fingers on the on the uh, pulley at the top, he's, probably. He's mashed his head up. He'd be in serious trouble. Broken someone, ribs, uh, legs. Someone came along to rescue him there. Well, we don't know. We don't know what happened to him. That's why he's not in work, because he's having major surgery yeah. to f- save his life. Bleeding and, then, out. and the whole audience is laughing. The laughing. <laughs> Stupid Irish guy smashes his face open. <laughs> but they're laughing, but they don't realise that, unfortunately, the company that worked for did have a proper insurance uh uh, uh, policy policy for the site and so he was never going to get the money needed for help with getting his, better uh, with his surgery and so his wife's had to go on the game to earn the money so she shamed herself just to earn a couple hundred quid what's her name Bethany and how can I find Bethany's number Bethany is in my head yeah I know that one. hello dead Eli what can I do for you can you give me a hand job oh I'll give you one of my specials I call it me barrel of bricks <laughs> Oh, yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> well, basically, I start at the bottom <laughs> of your shaft, and then I violently tug it up to the top, and then I hurt your helmet, and then I pull it hard down. Do you and smack so my helmet I sm- with I, the pulley? Yeah, and then I pull my hand down and smack you on the balls, and then I jank it up again. And jank I, it? Jank it. <laughs> and then I bash you on the helmet, and then you come. So, I need a score for Murphy and the Bricks by Nell Murphy. No, it's this is you. You rate it. I, 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 I go with it. This is your expertise. So how many gold platters? I'll give it two. It was nicely recorded. You can hear the audience. You can tell it's out a live 10. recording. Oh, is it te- out of ten? Yeah. Four. Because you gave the other one one. Yeah. That was one. Only in the Terminators. I mean, we don't like it because of personal taste, but compared to the quality of the first song. Yeah, it's much better. Much quality. It's a bit of folk. It's a folk. For the old years. Isn't it diddly diddly diddly? <laughs> yeah, God. I love the Irish accent, though. I do. 
Okay, it's so, so lovely. I don't. I can't do the Dublin one. The Dublin actor. I can't, can't do Dublin. Do any of them. Like, well, that's rich coming from. Oh, hello. <laughs> every every time I say to you, do a voice, you go, Oh, hello. Oh, I'll, I won't do that this time. Yeah, good. Do, just to give me an accent. Irish. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into that one, ladies and gentlemen. I fell into that one. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, uh, I'll give it four, five. Five. I'll go, go five. Five. You know, nice it's, middle of the road. It's perfectly nice and. Uh, yeah. He had a hit with that, I believe, at the time, probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm not going to chat that one up because I'm not as interested. What is next on your platter? This is a cash-in tune if I ever saw one. On quite a large label, Arista. It's the WWF superstars with Slam Jam. Let's listen to that right now. That was a funky tune. That was terrible. It was terrible, but it was very well produced. Yes, I mean, you so can you, tell a lot of money went into that. You think the production was more expensive than the Arnie and the Terminators one? Yeah, I'm going to say vastly more. Yeah, it was more. Think, to, it was more well just, done. Let's just break it down in terms of budget. Arnie and Terminate, Terminators, one dodgy guy in a recording studio, probably the Radio One recording yeah. studio, when everyone's gone home for the day, yeah. recording it, sampling it, doing funny voices putting a few boings and whistles in. Meanwhile, uh, WWF go to Arista and they ask for the British Bulldog and fucking Randy Savage or whatever else. Do you know what I've just noticed? It's a vinyl record. It's uh, Stock, Aitken and Waterman. Really? Produced and arranged by Mike Stock and Peter Waterman. It's funny because it doesn't quite have the uh, their sound. It does. It does has that boy band sort of chorus. Well, that's what I was going to say. Which is very much sort of Brother Beyond, or you know, where they. It were, that feels was like that could have been a, a chorus. Oh, Ooh. it's got that kind Ooh. of. Um, yeah, it's got a bullshit. Not so much like New Kids on the Block, but maybe yes, it is like that. Do you it, think it, that's who they're? I'm thinking Backstreet Boys. Yes, they're aping that kind of yeah. sound for sure. But and the thing is, all the song is, it's just all the fucking wrestlers wanking off their fucking got, catchphrases. What gets me is the British Bulldog is like, Hi, I'm the British Bulldog, and I'm so British, yeah. Corblimey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Corblimey love and a he ducks. seems to be the only one who really gets a word in there. Well, that's because he's probably the most literate of all the fucking wrestlers. It's like, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the wrestlers that were on there, but let's just say... It's there aren't what... any others, are there? Well, there was a few. Let's just say, I, 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 did, I couldn't remember them all, but you know, let's just say... Um, the Hulk Undertaker? Hogan. The Undertaker. He'd be like... Uh, Mr. Taker, because he recently retired, didn't he? Finally, Did he? yeah. Oh. There was a big thing about it. I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it'd be like, Mr. Undertaker, we just need you to do a quick line for the song. We need you to say, I'm the Undertaker and I'm a backbreaker. All right, can you all do right, that? All right, I can do that. All right, here we go. I'm just, just when I give you the cue, I want you to say it. So here we go. <laughs> 
Undertaker! No. And the Backbreaker! No, no, that's not good enough. So, can I have some crack? You can have some crack. Why am I from the North? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if the Undertaker was going to be from anywhere in the UK, he'd be a Northerner. Yeah, but he's not. I'm the Undertaker, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm risen from the grave. Hi, I'm the British Bulldog. I've got an American accent. Well, didn't anyway. he, I thought he came from, like, Manchester or Stockport or something. He was a yank. You know, we're going to have a policy, I think, on this show from this point on. Because, you know, sometimes, like, the internet can completely ruin conversations. Yes. Because um, everyone just goes and facts checks with their yeah. phone. We're not allowed to do that anymore now. Fine. I don't do we that. Can have I'm not some kind of millennial, you know, no no brain. I know. I'm just saying that maybe so, we should go for a Sorry, millennials who listen to this. Oh, I know. Yeah. They don't care. They think it's cool that we take the piss out of them. Well, they're little snotty little... Little underlings. The, little uglings with yeah. their fucking devices grafted to their faces. Because they have... Because they know everything. They think they know everything. But they don't know everything. Just because they they've got nothing. all knowledge at their fingertips, they think they know everything. And they don't. So there you go. Two old men shouting at the youth <laughs> as per... Oh, God. That's what we do. That's what you do when you get to a certain age. You start resenting the youth, even though they've got no reason to. I find some of them quite attractive. And that's where we had to get rid of Eli from Cheap Shows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's where, didn't. unfortunately, due to an oncoming court case... No, uh, we I had didn't to... mean... Look, millennials are anyone in their 20s. That's legal. It's legal for me to have sex with people in their 20s. Yeah, but they're half your age. So? It's when legal. You, when you were 20, they were... If they're consenting, spared. they're consenting adults. It's legal. <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending I must, myself. I must confess. <laughs> I must confess to my yeah. crimes. Sorry. Uh, if you're rich, you're allowed to have a girlfriend who's much you know younger like, than you, aren't you? That's like... Just because you're rich... Why can't I have sex with a girl who's younger than me? You're not rich. That's a fucking good place to start with that one. Exactly. So if you had loads of money, no matter your cesspit, they The meat locker. The house of pickles. Anyway, next fucking <laughs> question. Let's move on. Next platter. The next, well, we haven't given a score, have we, for that one? What was that one? The WWF All right. Stars. What would you give it? I liked it. It was all right. It's I cheesy. I just find it, yeah, but I find the, the tune really annoying. Stock Aiken and Waterman, though, obviously were a class act, uh, if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you have to. And I'm sure that was played often on the radio in America, and I'm sure someone strolled out to it during the WWWF <laughs> Smackdown night. Yeah, you know? But, uh, you know, in comparison to what we've had so far, it looks good, but I'd only give it six. Fine. Six is fine. It's not a tune I'd want to hear. No. Ever. All right, and finally, <clears throat> what have you got for us on the platter? Now, the king of novelty records, one might say, yes. and uh, an international phenomenon at the time, was the tune Popcorn. Yes. Um, let's listen to... Um, no, let's... T- let's not listen to it, no. No, explain what you're about to listen to. Popcorn, everyone knows. Let me do it with my cheeks, it sounds more accurate. That was pretty good, actually. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's what it basically sounds like. But what have you got? Uh, and it was one of the first tunes to come out which had a synthesizer. And I think yes. that was why it was a huge hit, because it had a synthy sort of future noise. It was the Toy Story of music. It was almost like the Telstar of the early 70s. Had a sort of futuristic vibe. Yes. Now, I've done a little bit of research, know something about popcorn, but basically it seems to have been released in several countries by different artists, oh. all around the same period. That's strange. How do they get around that? I don't know. There was no copyright on it, or they kept selling it, because there's that one by Mr. K. Yeah. Uh, which the B-side of is Synthetic Sister Number 2, which I love. Okay. Great. I love that song. All right. It's a fantastic bit of kitschy 
sort of uh, synth synth music. Okay. And so, but oh, he's got his version of popcorn on the other side, Mister K. Um, How many different? I mean, I guess they can do. There were lots, and this popped up. This is popcorn. Yeah. By Anarchic System, I believe it's a French version. But what makes this unusual, Paul, Mm -hmm. is this has vocals on it. (gasps) Popcorn with lyrics. Yes. Tell me, listen to it right now. Let's hear a bit of that now. sounds like what most people do on youtube every fucking day where they put lyrics onto songs it's not great is it no i shoot popcorn up my ass i'm going with something here i i spit popcorn out my ass i heat it up with grass I burn the grass on the mast and stick it out the ass ass. <laughs> wow, you are the worst improviser in the fucking world. Seriously. I'm hungover. No, it's no fucking excuse. I'll do some good work in the future, Paul. Jesus fucking H Christ. <sighs> We've got to really stop coasting with this shit and actually pull some <laughs> shit out. <laughs> okay. Fuck off. We put plenty of effort in. Uh, what it reminded me of, the... Uh... Yeah. The vocal is that other record which we may have covered. Yeah, the Red Car and the Blue Car Had the Race, which was the novelty tune from... The Red Car and the Blue Car Had a Race. Exactly. Doesn't it have that nasal sort of quality, it's got the popcorn f- vocal? faux, fake microphone from the early 30s kind of sound to it. Like the Buggles, like I said to you, the Buggles. It sounds um, a bit like the Buggles, yeah. I had you on my wireless bucket YouTube. <laughs> I have popcorn in my jap side. He asked it or not in your jap side. I apologise. That's better because it's racist and sexy. I'm spunking popcorn out my jap side. <laughs> oh, God. If you could spunk popcorn. Imagine that. That'd be a party trick. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, stop. Stop. You want to see this. Yeah, I'm... stop watching Ron Jeremy suck his own dick. I've got Eli <laughs> in the next room. He's blowing popcorn oh, out his, his dick end. The meters is producing popcorn. So, so all you can hear next door is you go, oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dirty, oh. my mess. Oh, it's buttered. <laughs> yeah, a bit salty, oh, too. Oh, it's very salty. No, very salty. You're really uh, outdoing yourself with the noise uh, mouth I'm sound like effects. that guy from Police Academy. Exactly oh, here's a helicopter. That's, that's not too bad as well. So boop, anyway. boop. Chuffa, 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 chuffa. I'm a railway train <laughs> right, now. Okay, good. I'm a choo-choo train. Stop. Hammer time. So, uh, that's Anarchic System. My copy Was it a big hit? I mean, I know it was released as a single in America. I but... think it was Popcorn. Yeah, that well, that version. That wasn't released in America, was it? 
Let me it's have a got an look. American flag on the cover. It's weird. Let me have a little look. I know we just... We already... just said you weren't going to do this. I know, but now I kind of feel like i got to, so... What, what's it fucking called again? Popcorn. Popcorn. Anarchic system. I just want to know when it was released and how popular it was. I'm fascinated by the process. Oh, fuck it, actually. Bollocks. It was owned... My copy was owned by a guy called Christian. Yes. Who had a quite a fruity way of writing his name. Oh, very flourishy. Flourishy handwriting. Oh, in it. Oh, okay, here we go. So, um, Anarchic System was a French band formed in the early 70s. <sighs> they were in good friendship with the opportunity to, re- to... They were... Right, sorry. The band's members were part of other groups from other rock scenes in northern France. They were all good friends, and the opportunity of re-recording Popcorn yeah. was given to them by Paul de Senville of AZ Records in 1972. Blah, 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 blah. So they were asked to re-record it. This is what happened. In the different territories, people just did versions of popcorn to just make a quick quick buck. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, you'd expect something better from a band called Anarchic System, like some way out electronica or something. Well, know? that sounds like a bit of a piss take, that song. If you know what I mean, it sounds like they've just done it for a fucking laugh. Well, for money. Yeah, but funny money. Right. And so concludes... Silverman's Platters. Oh, well, we've had a lovely time. Absolutely lovely. Thank you for once more showing me your platter. I will show you my platters and spin them for you anytime. Are you blowing the Smurf house now? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. Right, that's it for another cheap show. Me and Eli forgot to record an ending to this episode, so I'm doing it now, weeks later. With that in mind, if you've enjoyed the show, spread the word, tell people about us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, go to Twitter and find us at The Cheap Show Pod. You can email us, thecheapshow at gmail.com. And if you want to see pictures and videos associated with this episode, go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. Simple as that. And I can also announce two cool things right now. One is a delightful fan has made an app called the Eli Silverman Soundboard. You can get it on Google App Store, Google Play. As a result, let me prove it to you. I can now do this ending without Eli being here. Can't I, Eli? Yes. Are you a handsome man? No. Uh, (laughs) Do you like this app? Make it stop. Why? I'm a bit of a noodle nut. Is that right, Eli? I didn't I didn't know all these things. Would you like to say anything to your fans? Eat my shit! Anyway, if you want this app, you can go to Google Play and download it. It's free. It's called the Eli Silverman Soundboard. Big thank you to um, the chap who put this together for us, who I can't remember the name of right now. I'm an awful, awful human being, but I will mention it on the website as well. But you can get the Eli Silverman Soundboard on Google Play stores uh, right now. It's fantastic. Isn't it? Yes, 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 yes. You fucking wet the bed. (laughs) So, also, the second thing we want to announce is Patreon for our podcast is now up and running. 
basically, uh, all we want to do is get a little bit of money just so we can pay for the website hosting, the main name, the um, podcast hosting page itself, all those little things, and maybe splash out on a few props and food items for the show itself. So if you want to help keep the lights on at Cheap Show HQ, please donate. Even a dollar goes a little way towards helping us on this podcast. And we really appreciate all the fan uh, support we've had so far on this show. So we love you guys. Thank you so, so much. We are going to offer um, different uh, rewards for people who donate different amounts of money. Anything from just mentions on the show all the way up to exclusive podcasts. We're going to call these the Cheap Show Crap Books, uh, where we'll give you even an exclusive podcast just for Patreon listeners. Or we'll finally give you uh, unclickable episodes, uh, the lost podcast episodes from me and Eli with an intro and outro and a bit of a commentary uh, there are a few other surprises in there as well again just for Patreon people and if you decide to splash out a lot of money we'll give you something nice we might even actually try and do something like an Eli box we haven't thought, sorted it out yet but right now any little donation helps we really appreciate it so if you want to help support Cheap Show uh, go to patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show and give us what you can. Every dollar, every penny is appreciated. So thank you so much. We love you so much, don't we, Eli? Yes. Yes, we do. You're great, aren't you? They are fucking weird. So um, there you go. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Cheap Show. We're back real soon. And we're aiming to do three episodes a month from this point on. So thank you. Right, I'm going to awkwardly end this uh, right about now. Thank you for joining us. Bye, Eli. Uh, bye. That's more like the Zippy from Rainbow, actually. Anyway, bye, bye, bye. Don't forget Patreon. Bye, bye, bye. That'll do.